Thank you for joining us. I'm Charlotte Snyder, and I'm podcasting from the Bondec Montessori in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Today, we're talking about questions. Specifically, we're talking about when children ask a question, but it's not a real question. Children, especially young children, ask a million questions. There are memes and tropes and jokes about the questions children ask and about the responses adults give. Maybe the reason, because I said so, became the irked end to a trail of questions is because we just ran out of words. That curiosity that children express is precious, and we never want to stifle it. Big questions and small ones, we take this responsibility of answering questions very seriously. It's a huge responsibility, and the weight of that responsibility can sometimes be what squishes out the because I said so in a tired or exasperated moment. Here's the thing. While sharing knowledge and being present to a child's queries is admirable, they're not all real questions. If they're not all real questions, it takes a bit of the burden from answering every one of them. In fact, it doesn't always help to answer these questions. When might a question not be a real question? Number one, when it's a reflex. This is so often the case when a child asks why and is usually in response to our own question. So for example, we ask a child, would you please clean up? And they ask why without even thinking about it. We often answer saying something like, because you're picked up, or because it's time for lunch, or any number of logical reasons. So logical, in fact, a child is very capable of answering these questions themselves. Here's a trick. Try, why do you think? This isn't sarcastic or passive-aggressive. While we know the answer, it's best to ask it in a genuine tone. Why do you think? Putting the question back to a child helps them to think for themselves and helps to develop logical thinking. Problem solving comes from logical thinking. And when a child starts to answer their own questions, they become less dependent on adults to do things for them. But rather, we get to enjoy things with them. Additionally, this helps when why truly has become a reflex. For instance, it's the response to every question you ask of a child, coming back with this why response. And sometimes a child doesn't even realize they're saying it. It truly is a reflex. When a child is met with, why do you think? It draws kind and gentle awareness to the fact that they've developed a habit of relying on someone else to do the logic in for them, rather than thinking for themselves. Like biting fingernails, or cracking knuckles. We'd rather help children work through unconscious habits before they're more deeply ingrained. A child probably doesn't even realize they're doing this. And asking them, why do you think, helps them maybe to realize they're doing it, or maybe to just begin that thought process independently. Second, a question might not be a real question when it's just carrying on the conversation. 
Children love the adults in their lives, and they love to talk. Our attention is divided a million ways, so when the children in our lives have it, they drink it in like water or the sun. More really is better in this situation, and children figure out very early on. If you say, why? An adult will probably keep talking. Children are trying to acquire as much language and as much knowledge as quickly as possible. Even if a child doesn't understand what I'm saying, it's the words and the syntax and the grammar that are captivating. It's how I move my mouth and those diphthongs, and what's that sound I never get quite right? Here, I'll ask why and get more data. It's hitting yes please in the pleasure centers of the brain, and this unquenching thirst is rarely satisfied. This is also true when we're asking something of a child and they're using conversation to procrastinate or as a stalling tactic. It's the time to clean up. Why? Because it's time for bed. Why? Because you need to sleep. But why? And this is where, because I said so, usually falls out. It's not a real question. It's not a reflex. It's getting a little bit more time, even if in the back of their minds they know that because I said so is going to come at some point. So what's the answer? Sometimes again, a genuine, what do you think? Children can also participate in conversation, and finding out their thoughts can help grow conversation skills. While babies depend on us to do all the talking, as children age, they're more able to participate in the back and forth of a conversation. And engaging children in this skill when they're young can help them to feel comfortable sharing their thoughts when the stakes are a bit higher, like in middle school and into adulthood. Just as they are captivated by what we say when they're young, we're deeply interested in what they say, though perhaps for different reasons. And finally, the third reason a question might not be a real question is when a child is processing something. This is a bit of thinking out loud for a child. We're not just regurgitating facts. We're creating order and sense in the world. We're creating stories to make sense of these facts. And one of the ways we figure things out is through asking questions. Why is the sky blue? When was I born? How do flowers grow? Children are making connections and figuring out the world, and their questions are a reflection of this growing sense of order. Perhaps we've fallen into answering one of these questions a time or two, and met the blank stare or frustration or other emotion that comes with answering a question that wasn't intended to be answered. For example, responding to a question from a child like, where did I come from? With a sigh and a cough and an uncomfortable big talk about biology could be a lot when a child responds later with, well, yeah, but Sammy Stanley comes from Georgia. Where do I come from? We're not always answering the question they're asking. Again, it's a gift to yourself and to the child, sometimes even a stalling tactic on our own part, to ask, what do you think? When a child is asking a 
question to process, giving space and time for them to process aloud is respectful. When a child is asking a big, deep question, we're buying time or sometimes saving ourselves from answering the question that wasn't actually asked. When a child is figuring out the world and they get to share their opinions, we're sending the message that sometimes you're right and sometimes you're learning. We're getting a clue about their logic. We're getting sweet stories to share with grandparents and friends. We're getting a snapshot of their development and thought process at this moment in time. The facts are important, but then again, so is the logical thinking behind creative, though incorrect ideas. Many wonderful and creative stories have started in just this way, the wild answers to the why and what if questions. Maybe that's what's meant with the quote, the creative adult is the child who survives. There are almost as many reasons why children ask questions as there are questions to be asked. Each question and the reason behind it is as unique as the child asking, and yet the answer can often joyfully, respectfully, honestly be, what do you think? Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bondec, and email us with comments, questions, and suggestions at hello at bondec.org. Until next time.